back in the matrix. You gotta find your own way out. Cause I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me. Welcome to the Armageddon in Retrospect podcast. Today, I am joined in studio by, and I say this in quotation marks, Sam, asterisk. You know how Watchtower, whenever they share an experience, they use a name, <laughs> and there's an asterisk by the name, and then you go to the footnote at the bottom of the page, and it says name has been changed. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to play the same game. So today I'm here with Sam. Asterisk, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Great. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining me. <laughs> thanks so for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So today we're going to talk a little bit about your story, uh, just in general, but also you have kind of an interesting angle. Uh, hopefully we'll dive into a little bit, maybe a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say different, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely an additional layer as an extra was witness experience that I find very fascinating to talk about and we can I kind of want to talk where it intersects with my history too a little bit as an actual mm-hmm. should be interesting so hey let's get started so first of all let's dive into your history as an extra witness uh, or as a Jehovah's Witness and we'll get into that stuff later how did you come in contact with the religion let's start there So I was actually born into the religion. Uh, Both my parents had come into the religion uh, early in their life, got married, uh, had two kids, and yeah, that's about how I came into contact with the religion. Okay, great. So born in, not much unlike myself. And how would you describe the level of engagement with religion uh, in your family? Uh, very engaged. So at the point where I was probably about 10 years old, my bro- uh, my father had decided to join the elder body. So we were very, very active in the religion, going to meetings three times a week at that point, service every Saturday. So yeah, we were definitely in it for uh, sure. So yeah, <laughs> you remember the book study with the goodie night. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> the best nights. Yes, Rice Krispie treats. Oh as yeah. A chubby little kid. That was my favorite meeting. <laughs> and as a chubby adult too, I couldn't believe it when they did away with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was only it's an heartbreaking. Hour. Yeah. Okay, great. So very engaged elder father, uh, meetings, I'm sure Saturday morning field ministry. Yep, at our house. <laughs> okay, great. Yep. All right, great. Yeah, well, we got the full treatment there. Oh, yeah. And now let's just talk about kind of your interaction with the religion. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you perceived it? We can kind of go through, you know, the, the stages of your life, how you mm-hmm. perceived religion or being a part of it. Yeah. So, you know, from a very early age, I was very in it. I definitely believed it. I never had issues, you know, with kids at school asking me. I was I was more than happy to answer their questions. I was kind of, you know, trying to rope them in as a good Jehovah's Witness child would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was never ashamed of it. It was always something I was super open about, certainly believed in. Um, as I got a little bit older, probably around puberty age, I started having, you know, a couple doubts, as you do. Um, but yeah, that was really the point where things started to change for me. 
um, I was starting to question sexuality. And with that, I mean, religion just kind of naturally went with that as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I could see that. Uh, there <laughs> is not a lot of flexibility right, right. In, in the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses uh, attitude towards sexuality. Yeah. And yeah, I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, you're either straight or you are gay and fully in the closet yes. are really your two options there. Yeah. Those are your two options. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's something I kind of want to talk about. Uh, and I don't know if it's too early to get into this, but <laughs> Uh, I, I love, <laughs> I, I hope everyone takes us a grain of salt, but for some reason I love <laughs> when there's a model Jehovah's Witness family and <laughs> with the elder father and the, you know, the whole family at every meeting and out in the ministry and everyone's, Oh, look at them, look mm-hmm. at the kids. And, and then suddenly <laughs> the kids hit a certain age. And they just pull the pin on the hand grenade oh, and like blow up the whole facade <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much about the the image, right? It's like mm-hmm. so much about public image. Absolutely. And, and and everyone's left, even though they don't spend a whole lot of time dwelling on it, but they're kind of left like, what the fuck just yeah, happened? Like all the witnesses. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. We thought like these kids were going places in the religion <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were on a trajectory and oh, what yeah. happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's expecting to be some elder's wife or, you know, some Bethelite. And it's R- like, no, <laughs> right. surprise. Okay. Now what I'd like to know is, it sounds like, I just I kind of want to clarify a few details. Hmm. Uh, it sounds like almost like you're doubting and the questions you had about your own sexuality are are going almost hand in hand did did uh was it kind of your questioning your own sexuality first and then you're like oh this doesn't fit the mold so let me take a look at the mold okay definitely yeah so i had started questioning my sexuality probably around the time i had turned 14 I was getting to the point where I was like, oh man, like I'm not attracted to any of these guys, not at the <laughs> not <laughs> no, at as, the congregation, not yes. at school. And I, I find myself wanting to aggressively be friends mm. with these girls mm. at school. And it's like, what is going on? I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Um, so there was definitely a lot of shame in that mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I kind of felt like, oh my God, like this is, this is wrong. I'm not supposed to be feeling this. Um, and it took probably six months, I would say, give or take, um, before I, I had finally co- felt comfortable enough to, you know, come out as myself to myself. Okay. And at the same time, it was more like, okay, so if I, if I am gay, then why would that be an issue? Mm-hmm. So it kind of hit me all at the same time. It's like, okay, I am God. Or not. <laughs> I am gay, but at the same time, yeah. that means I must not believe in Jehovah anymore because mm. why would there be a God that would have a problem with that? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I definitely had been trying to fight it for a good while, Okay. I, I would say. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to answer this question if it's too much information, but were you in public school or? Uh, at that point, I was in you were public, in public school. school. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel like? uh at any way at home in public school i mean i mean like at home in the sense of did you feel like your peers would you accept you for who you are at school but at the kingdom hall 
with the Jehovah's Witnesses that wouldn't be accepted? Did you have that feeling or did you feel kind of out of place in both places? Just kind of out of curiosity. No, I absolutely felt safe at school okay. for sure. I had picked a friend group. I guess we were kind of the outcasts, mm-hmm. as you would say. Um, but it was weird because all of us had eventually realized at some point or another that, okay, we're, we're all kind of queer here <laughs> <laughs> in a weird way. So like most of my friends had come out by that mm-hmm. point at school And I had no problem with that, even though I was a, you know, a practicing, believing witness. I Mm. I just couldn't find myself, you know, wanting to hate them for that or or feeling like that was the wrong thing for them to be. So I I, I definitely felt at home at school, um, but that scared me. Mm. I felt like, okay, I I shouldn't be feeling like this is okay. Right. You know. Um, Because of the belief system, you were, uh, there was a conflict going on there of, I, I blew, I'm supposed to believe this is wrong, exactly. but when I'm with the people, it doesn't feel wrong yeah, to me. Yeah, it feels totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great people. I enjoy being around them, and I feel like I fit in with them, yeah. oddly enough. Okay. Yep, so when I had first started questioning my sexuality, it was that point of like, oh my God, is this just the pressure from my friends? This is the Satan pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. They, it's, it's gotten to me. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is why I am feeling the way that I'm feeling. Yes, and in case the listeners haven't figured it out yet, Sam is not straight. Sam is gay. <laughs> News alert. Very gay. News flash. <laughs> All of the gay. <laughs> Very gay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, and I, uh, part of me wants to say that if you're in a congregation and you're looking at the 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 Jehovah's Witness males, like I know it's not how it works, but as a joke, like that pretty much make anybody gay. I think you know <laughs> for the poor women that you know go there and these, the 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 level of awkwardness is even beyond like. Oh yeah. You know, it, I understand like middle school, early high school, there's awkwardness as, you know, just for males in general. Mm. And the general population within the Kingdom Hall, it's like another <laughs> level of, uh, it's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, not many <laughs> options there. Not no. many options. I know because I was one of them. And <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I, I drove some women into the arms <laughs> of another woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it works like that. <laughs> if it totally. works like that, yeah. I, I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't, but. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, for the for the sake of humor, we'll, we'll go there. <laughs> um, okay, great. Now, here's the next thing I'm curious about is what. So it, it seems like it would just uh, maybe start out as a general question about if I'm this way, why wouldn't God accept me mm. this way? Yeah. Um, but I think at some point there probably was questions that went beyond that and i'm just kind of curious as far as what questions or other doubts came up and then what kind of research what kind of rabbit hole did that leave you down lead you down yeah so i was actually really lucky because i had a, a very good friend of mine who i was going to school with um who was super into science and chemistry and evolution and all that kind of thing and so as i had befriended her she kind of understood my general belief system and i was like hey you know world was actually created mm-hmm. <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> evolution is nothing um <laughs> mic drop <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and so she just kind of casually started like low-key sending like these articles to me mm-hmm. about evolution we got into the topic of like masturbation for some mm-hmm. reason and she was just oh it's a great topic that's one. right yeah oh it's <laughs> for <wonderful>. some reason <laughs> <laughs> can't shut up my about favorite it. topics <laughs> 
<laughs> um, We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll think yeah. that for down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it, yeah, it was kind of like she would just send me these things really casually, mm-hmm. just kind of slip it in because she knew how the belief system was. She knew it was really strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was kind of trying to subtly get me out of the religion without telling me that. Mm. Um, and so she would be sending me these things and I would just be getting angrier, <laughs> to be honest. I was like, these things are starting to make sense and this is not good for me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so at some point, I guess I decided to shut that down and I had kind of cut off contact with her and I had gotten into this like really weird anti-evolution, anti-Democrat for some reason ideology mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, apparently Democrats really like the gay stuff and and they like evolution and all that. So I have to be the exact opposite of that. And so I got, for for a small period of time, I got really hateful and angry Mm. at anyone who didn't believe in like the Jehovah's Witness religion. Mm. I was really adamant about it. And I could tell now that that was really me kind of self-destructing in Mm. a way because it was like, I knew I was kind of right on the edge and I didn't want to... um, I didn't want to push that any further. Yeah. So I was kind of trying to backtrack a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know it's been debunked a little bit, mm. but there, I think it's true in some cases, what's called the backfire effect. And that's where someone disproves your belief and it actually backfires where you become stronger in your belief Absolutely. rather than lose it. Absolutely. And I think that happens you know can happen to all of us at some point where you actually get extra extra defensive about the religion just because it's almost like a self-preservation right because Mm -hmm. we know that there's consequences that come with (laughs) actually saying i don't believe this right so then you just try to if i can protect it from scrutiny or criticism or you know all that then i can just stay in my own little bubble yeah no <laughs> so for speak. real yeah. that it makes total sense to me it's mm-hmm. kind of what i did i i buried myself in the bible mm-hmm. and and i was looking up articles on you know jw.org mm-hmm. about anything gay that i could find mm-hmm. or, or even just like gender questioning at that point because i was yeah. i wasn't sure you know what was going on with me um and it, I, I had started looking up, you know, LGBT stuff on uh, on JW.org, and all I could find was how to tell your your school peers that you are against gay marriage yeah. without sounding like an asshole, basically, yeah. were these step-by-step articles. How to lie effectively to your schoolmates. Yes, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And it was like, okay, well, where are my resources? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, I could not find a single thing on that website that was supposed to have all of the Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness information about why it's wrong to be gay yeah they just had okay this is the fact it's wrong Mm -hmm. to be gay bible says it yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's 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 what they have i think they've oh boy and this is i'm not giving them any credit they've just like barely acknowledged that people might be attracted to the same sex Mm. but you know, instantly they'll say, but that, you know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a theory. You don't act as long as you don't act on it. That, <laughs> and that's a lie too. We can get, we can go down, we can talk about that. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, I kind of wanted to get into something. I'm going to reveal some things about myself here that have not been revealed on air up to this point. Ooh, so buckle up. Secret information. Because, uh, I, all right, we can take the Jehovah's Witness view which is essentially a homophobic view. And then, like anything in Jehovah's Witness land, I think there's kind of a sliding scale of how people react to uh, LGBT people. Um, Some witnesses might be more friendly and 
say like, oh, I care about this person, or they might have a workmate or a family member who was never a Jehovah's Witness who's gay, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I was connected to somebody that that was the case. Ultimately, they still obviously don't agree with the lifestyle at all. They think it's wrong. They don't think they should be able to get married, all of those things. But they'll be at least nicer to their face, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I was raised in like an extremely homophobic household. Like It was Jehovah's Witness homophobic, but then on top of that, like, there was an extra low level of homophobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my, you know, just the slurs and the insults and everything that were used in my household about gay people. Mm-hmm. And I thought in, in my head from the time I was a child that the, like, the worst possible, worst possible thing ever that could happen to me was to be gay just because of the way my family talked about gay people. Now, mm-hmm. here's a revelation. Now, when I was a child, and I didn't realize till after I left the religion mm-hmm. that this is a perfect, perfect, perfectly normal part of childhood development. Is that I had like same sex sexual experiences mm-hmm. as a child. Yeah. And, but I, given the context I was in, I was questioning. I think everyone goes through a period of questioning their sexuality. Where I thought, am I gay? But I was so terrified because <laughs> right. of the, it, the, well, that layer of the, the belief system, but then also my family just being extra rude about it, I would say. I don't know how to put it, like hateful about it. And I just think that I realized uh, that I think that happens a lot more within the religion because all those experiences were with, uh, uh, other males in the congregation that I had. Interesting. So, and then as I've talked to more ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, I realized more and more that that's much more common. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just limited to my experience. And and I think that it's, uh, and I'm not saying this couldn't happen in the general population. I hope I don't have to keep saying that for the rest of my life because I understand <laughs> these things. Like, there's homophobic people who are not Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, right. We can get that straight, but whatever. The point being is that like, that's an experience that nobody can talk about or recognize within the religion. Yeah. Like for, for sure. me, I thought, because for me it happened, in my case, pre-baptism, but also post-baptism a little bit. And I thought I'd get this fellowshipped. Mm, like That's right. a lot of pressure on a kid, yeah. right? Like you're, and I, I think that, uh, I'm blabbing on about myself too much here, but it's just the amount of pressure put on someone trying to figure those things out. And in my case, I'm ultimately straight, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm straight. Right. Like that's how I ended up. But I, you know, had terrible guilt and shame and just all these feelings I held on to until I was. You know, this this stuff happened before I was even like aware of really what was happening, but it the the religion is telling you how bad it is constantly, right? right. And so it's like it adds this, you just have all this guilt, all this shame, and it just like was constantly from the time I was a little kid just eating me alive inside, and it's almost sort of like an imposter syndrome yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and and I I was terrified ever to like speak up about it and and like i said it's just something i realized is much more common than i realized and uh, talking to other ex-shows witnesses i never really 
talk to Jehovah's Witnesses when I was in about it because you don't talk about those things, right? Yeah, you, you can't. You can't talk about them. And so I just remember, like, I went to a therapist and I was like dying to like tell somebody. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, like, so, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like everyone does that. Yeah. Right? A lot of people do. It's just it's common experience. Yep. It's part of your development." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy fuck! Like, if I'd known that for the last you know twenty years, <laughs> I like would not have been in such bad shape." Yeah. Anyways, and, yeah. And but. I know. I mean, I know people who are never Jehovah's Witnesses who go through that. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of just a yeah. It's part of growing up. It's, you have to figure out who you like, and you know, yeah, it's totally normal. So many yeah. people don't talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, again, not limited to Jehovah's Witnesses, but I think that it doesn't help. You know, getting these articles, going to meetings constantly, and then on top of it, in my case, was the kind of the threat of <laughs> disfellowshipping, family estrangement, on top of. Uh, how much I knew my I thought my family would disapprove of uh, mm-hmm. of of all that. It's just it really adds a a, a layer to everything that's already challenging enough because you're in puberty, right? Is, is challenging enough. You're, <laughs> if you're a teenager you're in public school, you're trying to figure things out. Yeah, all kinds of hormones going through your body that you yes. don't understand. Yes, yeah. you don't know what to do with. Yeah. So, all right. Let's let's. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just kind of part. Yeah. I'm just trying to run this through my own filter <laughs> the, here and the chill, process it. The chill witnesses versus the very non-chill yeah, witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> I just think that if people were honest about it within religion, uh, it could save a lot of. I think, like, I don't. The word trauma might be strong, but. No, I, th- I think there's a lot of people who have had those experiences who just are going to live with that guilt and shame until they die, unfortunately, just yeah. because there's nowhere. They just think they're a bad person or, you know, they, 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 are, they're not, you know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's a lot to live with. I mean, yeah. for me, it was like, it was, it was a lot to hold in. I just, uh, I, I think, yeah, it's tough. All yeah. right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you have this uh, classmate you said, right? Who's mm-hmm. kind of feeding you information. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, if we can, I'd like to talk about um, your older sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll refer to them as Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> so who uh, who woke up first, to put it that way? So uh, my brother is older than I, mm-hmm. uh, about two years older. So we both kind of came to the realization the exact same time in our life. Uh, but since he is older than me, he obviously, he woke up a little bit sooner than I did. Okay. Um, which I had no idea of because, <laughs> we, my, yeah, they, yeah, they all kept that very locked up while I was younger. They didn't want to, you know, influence mm-hmm. me in any, any kind of way. Um, so yeah, it was about the time I, I had just kind of realized that I was gay and I started I, living an openly gay life at mm. school. Um, I'm terrible at hiding secrets. So my fa- parents found it very quickly, <laughs> <laughs> like within probably a month. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that all that went down. That was awful. We had this whole kind of conversation of like, Hey, you know, if you're still feeling this way when you're 18 and you, and you want to live that way, you can't live here mm-hmm. anymore, obviously. Um, but they didn't tell my brother anything. Um, and they kept telling me, oh, you know, you should really talk to Lorenzo about this. <laughs> I think you could have some real input on it. You Like, you got to talk to Lorenzo. Um, and so I eventually, I don't know, maybe a couple months down the line, I, I, 
I ended up texting him, even though we were this next room over. Mm. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm gay. I can't hold it in any longer. And he texted me back, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the angels sang. And then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so you've got you've got this perfect elder family, yeah. and the, the only children that are in the family are both gay. <laughs> Little again, does anyone know. It, not to downplay <laughs> anybody's pain or trauma, but I mean, it's like I don't know what it is about that. Like yeah. it just makes me giggle to myself. Oh yeah. Again, so, it's just the 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 whole family portrait that you have within the Jehovah's Witnesses. And, yeah. And I, I remember telling um, another witness at the time who was a friend of mine, I was like, hey, you know, I'm gay. And I just found out my brother's gay, mm-hmm. too. And and she was like, oh, my God, your parents are the most homophobic people. And they wound up with two <laughs> gay kids. And even she thought it was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and and we could maybe just talk just a little bit about in more, more detail how that went down uh, without getting too much into, yeah. uh, you know, revealing details <laughs> i guess or information right but all right so so you, had your brother come out to your parents he had he had okay yeah. i and don't s- know when that went down i still am kind of fuzzy on the details yeah and that's interesting to me and so your parents encourage you to talk to him yeah like almost to get help for your coming out right okay <laughs> i mean i have to like give them definitely give them credit for that right because they could have been like oh my god we have to keep them separate so they right. don't encourage each other <laughs> in their gayness yeah and i i do want to throw this out yeah. there too because you said you know how there there are different types of witnesses mm-hmm. who who deal with that situation and i feel like my family was one of the best families mm-hmm. that i could have ended up in mm-hmm. um as far as being jehovah's witnesses <laughs> they were probably the best family i could have ended up in they were very pro you know mental health they were mm. pro like okay let's get you therapy let's do this and that and um and they always wanted kind of what was best for me mentally mm-hmm. which was great and they didn't really care so much about the gay thing except yeah. for you know from a religion standpoint right so i do have to give them props for that because i could have i have so many friends that have parents that could have never accepted them right yeah if that happened yeah well, i mean good for them that's uh, definitely good to hear for everybody involved mm-hmm. really yeah. um for you and for them because i think that i actually think that the stronger uh parents would react to it they're actually causing themselves a lot more pain too in the situation for Not, sure. and obviously the child but right I, and just kind of with my example, like my parents reacted very hard to not me coming out as gay, but as <laughs> uh, essentially atheist. Right. I, I never even used the word atheist with them, but just telling them I didn't believe in the religion anymore. Right. I was like, <laughs> like cut off. <laughs> and I could tell that that for them was like, it could have been a lot less more painful on yeah. both sides. So, I mean, I definitely give them credit for, um, for that. Now did, did, Here's a question, and you don't have to answer. Uh, again, don't answer anything you're not comfortable with. Right. Did, did you just tell them I I don't want to do the religion because I'm gay, or did you say I also I'm gay and I don't believe in the, the tenets of the religion? I mean, I know like you know, obviously, like you said, if you're going to be gay, it doesn't fit into the religion. But right. some people could be like, well, the religion's still true. I just can't do the lifestyle, right? Like that's how some people end up. Yeah, they actually end up that way. No, I was in a really weird situation because I, I mean, all I was thinking of was self-preservation at that point. Yeah. They, I had not come to them and said, hey, I'm gay. Like mm-hmm. they had found that out. Um, so I wasn't about to give them 
any more information to work with. I wasn't talking religion at all to them. Mm. All I basically said was, hey, I don't think it's cool that they're that they're putting limitations on sexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason for that. Um, but I mean, as far as the religion, they I think they still kind of assumed that I believed in it. Mm-hmm. And I just had this one hold up for yeah. it. And so they kind of had said, oh, well, why don't you just put your sexuality, quote unquote, on the back burner for now? <laughs> we'll, we'll bring this up later when you're mm-hmm. older and you know for sure. Because yeah. I mean, I was kind of young at that point. But yeah, there was a lot of like, hey, you're totally not what you think you are. I'm sure in a couple of years you'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So they still held out a lot of hope for me the, to the stay in the temporary phase. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she'll, you know. Yeah. Go, uh, you know, have some fun with some girls and get it out of her system. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, it, eventually <laughs> she's going to want a penis in her yeah, life. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just, just got to wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way it works, right? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's how everything's designed. Yeah. So it's, eventually she's got to come back to that. Yeah. She can only fight her nature for so long. Which was also <laughs> interesting because with my brother, they had just kind of accepted that he was gay. But for me, it was like, well, you, you said that you had crushes on all these guys when you were 10 years old so what's what's yeah, up with that yeah. obviously obviously you're gonna go back to that eventually <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah again that's how that works yeah in- so I, I was in that phase where it was like for probably four years um i kind of didn't give them any information mm-hmm. to believe that i was that i was on my way out yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean it, the thing is if you're a minor right if you in some way have to yeah <laughs> to make you're life trapped. livable yeah <laughs> until you're of age to like you said 18 or or whatever when um I, I mean, my parents always had that it's they're like if you live under this roof you know you yeah. follow the rules the religious rules and yeah. if not the moment you're 18 i mean they kicked my sister out at 17 but yeah the idea was when you're 18 yeah get the fuck out if you're not gonna do this so yeah that was like pretty the, much the rule but um <laughs> But I'm really happy to hear that there was uh, at least, it, you know, there's there's always that uh, for Jehovah's Witness parents, there's that it's really just a tightrope walk of you're their child, they love you, mm-hmm. and then there's this religion uh, they believe in it deeply most of the time, and they're tied to, yeah. and so some uh, parents, you know, again will fall harder on the side of the religion. I, I, which I expected would happen with my family because I had seen it already happen with my sister. Mm-hmm. And then other parents, uh, they won't forsake the religion, but they will... They'll stretch take the a, rules. Yeah, <laughs> a like bit. a parents first type approach. Like we are parents first and then Jehovah's Witnesses second. Mm-hmm. You know, as, And as long as we're not technically breaking any rules, we'll just keep siding on the parent <laughs> being the, the caring parent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I was very fortunate that I ended up in, in the latter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's I was also very fortunate because I had someone who had went through the exact same mm-hmm. thing that I just had. Yeah. So it was like I kind of had the outline already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this isn't going to be the worst thing. They've already right. been through it before. <laughs> and, and, and man, that's so fascinating to me about the the piece about uh lorenzo i just want to keep referring to him as lorenzo lorenzo i hope you're listening no i love you lorenzo. oh he will be <laughs> so i'm sure he will be um and i'm happy for you so um it's interesting to me kind of that identifying right like oh okay our son's gay you know sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't but i just remember you know when i was at bethel there was you know 
definitely gay guys at Bethel that I knew. They were, you know, yeah. for lack of better expression, just obvious they were gay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. The, <laughs> it, it, they could have been straight. Maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but... You know, I have, I have a pretty good gaydar, I feel yeah. like. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just interesting to me to see people, you know, I just kind of wondered, like, especially upon leaving the religion, like, you know, just thinking and thinking of your brother, like trying to get to 30, 35, being an elder, mm-hmm. living on basically an all male <laughs> commune, like, yeah. and you're gay and it's like, man, like. Why, and I think almost there was an idea that if you get the boy to Bethel, they could reform him. Right. <laughs> like, and it's like, actually. And that's, that's why like so many thing. gay people end up in Bethel. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. Because it's like, okay, this is this is the one place yeah. where I'm not going to be tempted. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just. You, You'll actually be tempted <laughs> beyond. That's the worst place to be. Yeah. I mean, I almost <laughs> turned gay there. It was Because, <laughs> again, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, it's just, they're just. So you know, so many of so them. many of them in the locker room. I'd <laughs> be sweating. I was like, "Oh, I hope that was a hot shower." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, but I think it's kind of cool, in a sense, just the fact that your parents were willing to recognize that on some level. Yeah. To not be completely caught off guard mm-hmm. by it, right? When you came out, according to what you said, yeah. and I just think that there's that's cool because there's there's a, a lot of parents who just would never recognize that in their child mm-hmm. even though like i said i'm not their parent but i could kind of look in and be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's gay <laughs> like i need to write his you know like right. a typewriter write his parents <laughs> right <laughs> dear mom and dad <laughs> yeah. and it was just it was so funny it was the total opposite for me yeah. where i would be like 17 in a supermarket talking about this band that I really liked mm-hmm. and my mom would be like, well, I know you have a crush on him, the lead singer of that mm-hmm. band. And it's like, no, we've been through this mom. <laughs> she just keeps trying to throw it in front yeah. of you just in yeah. case. It's like, are you sure? Are, are you sure? 100% sure? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but it, it was very fascinating the different approaches that mm-hmm. they took with us. But yeah. yeah. Now, now did the uh, congregation get involved on any level with, uh, with these matters yeah so i mean i we don't have to name names right you can just kind of give a general (laughs) overview of how that went down yeah so i mean once my parents found out it wasn't like okay my parents know and that's it it's like you you know the seven guys that run your congregation of course are going to be filled in Mm -hmm. um so probably i don't know how long it was after my parents had found out but it was relatively quickly where they were like okay we got to get a shepherding yeah. call. <laughs> Calling back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was It was pretty much as soon as I had come out to my brother, they mm-hmm. were like, all right, now we can talk about this with the elders. Let's do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we had these two elders um, come over to our house and I was all ready with my questions. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to send it. I'm going to ask them all of my questions, all of my doubts. I'm going to lay it on the table. Um, so these two elders come in, they sit on our couch and they really only talked to me. I kind of let my brother not say anything because I felt I felt bad for him. <laughs> oh, so they, they met with both of you together. Oh, yeah. All like four a... of us, actually. So, oh, yeah, it was nice. the parents the and parents the there. two kids. <laughs> yeah, we were all there. Oh, my God. This is, I mean. <laughs> yeah, everyone was there. Um, and so they, they had kind of addressed me first. And mm-hmm. I figured, okay, let me take over the conversation. I don't want to have to get my brother involved mm-hmm. in this. And it, it had happened right after they had found out about me. So it was like, okay, this is mostly for me. 
Um, so I kind of just laid it on the table and I was like, okay, I have no clue why you guys are saying that this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the Bible, okay, don't steal, don't murder. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty obvious reasons why you wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's like, if you fall in love with someone of the same gender, like what I, there's no good reason to, to deny that. Yeah. It's not hurting anyone. There's Mm -hmm. consent involved. They, they like to, uh to liken it to bestiality it's not <laughs> it's really not <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> i remember reading an, an article when i was probably 15 where it was like yeah so having same-sex attraction is basically like being attracted to a cow <laughs> yeah well if i can interject for a second mm. uh, on their stance on porn mm. like if i watch a guy and a girl having sex i can watch that as much as i want and they won't take judicial action against you yeah It'll but be frowned upon. It'll be frowned upon, definitely. You won't <laughs> have any special privileges, but they will not disfellowship you. But the moment, and I don't know how any man <laughs> or alive has avoided this trap, but the moment you watch like lesbian sex or or gay sex, or gay sex. either way, yeah, um, it's now abhorrent porn, and it's in the same exact categories as bestiality, rape, pedophilia, torture, and child pornography so the fact that they lump those together just shows that the whole mindset is twisted in like you're saying to to like the bestiality (laughs) like i mean it's just it's the whole thing is insane but that's what's going through their heads they're told (laughs) that all these things are on the same level yeah, it's you know. called a gross sin. It's yes, literally yeah. deemed a gross sin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> so I had kind of laid that out on all They'd the table. They'd actually find out it's pretty tasty if they tried it. Whoops. <laughs> 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 you gave yourself away, but there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There I go again. <laughs> no. So they came back to me after I had said all of that, and I had said, "I just want to know why this is a sin. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me why." That's all I want to know. And they came back to me with, oh, you know, I hadn't really thought of that all that much. I'll have to do some research and I'll get back to you. And I was sitting there thinking, this is the whole reason that you're here. <laughs> you're, you're, not only is there one gay person, there's two there's gay two. people here. And now you have we're to go almost outnumbering the straits. Yes. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you probably were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> But yeah, it was it was totally wild to me. Mm-hmm. And so one of them decided to go on their this whole, you know, tangent. They do this the analogies. Mm-hmm. It's their favorite thing to do. Um so he said to me, "Okay. So Sam, you played with dolls as a child, didn't you? Did you not play with dolls?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And I was starting to think, "Okay, is he is he talking about femininity or mm-hmm. something? Is this proving that I'm I'm straight for some reason because I played with dolls as a kid?" He says, "Well, do you play with dolls anymore?" I said, no. (laughs) He goes, okay, so that was a phase. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He goes, what you're experiencing now is the same thing. You might like girls for a little bit. It's a phase. You'll get over it, I guarantee you. Yeah. And I was just looking at him and I was like, how is this constructive? <laughs> how is how is this going to... Okay, so yeah, in, in 10 years, maybe I'll Sir, be straight. you can only see what I make my Barbie dolls do <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't know how I was playing with those dolls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. No, but it was just... It, it was so unbelievable to me. I was mm. like, they came so unprepared. Yeah. They know nothing about this. And they just likened sexuality 
to a children's mm-hmm. toy. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that like, is... that makes sense to me. And it was like at that point, because I was in some respect holding out hope for mm-hmm. them. But it was like at that point, I was like, okay, no, I, I can never go back to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you know, their whole thing obviously is like, oh, we don't hate gay people. We just, we hate their lifestyle. We hate their actions. <laughs> as long as they don't act on it, we're fine with them. Which I came to find out is, uh, come to find out pretty much all along, is not true. That's bullshit. It is. Because like, <laughs> if you're uh, a male, let's say, and you have some effeminate qualities, they everyone looks down on that. It's yeah. not like, oh, as long as he's not having sex with other males, we're, we're cool with him. Yeah. No, that's not the case at all. It's like, no, he needs to. And I saw that at Bethel mm-hmm. with... Um, I actually remember an elder at Bethel talking about uh, a guy who, for all intents and purposes, appeared to be gay mm-hmm. and uh, has some effeminate qualities. And the elder actually was like, well, here's the thing. The Bible says that men shouldn't have long hair so they don't look <laughs> like women. He doesn't have long hair, but he's acting like a woman. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be the same thing as having long hair. So just like we would have him cut his hair short so he appears like a male, we should have him act more masculine. Just deepen your voice. Sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, why are even, you talking? I mean, I was, range? I was, <laughs> you know, I was mentally in at that point. I'm like, this, this, this doesn't seem because we we keep saying like it's fine as long as they don't act on it, but mm-hmm. it's actually is not fine on any level. It's really, not. no. You have to mask yourself completely. Yes. And I felt like that kind of in a way as well with with dresses Mm -hmm. it was like i didn't want to have to put on a dress every every single sunday and thursday and and go to the you know the congregation Mm -hmm. it's like but i had to it was like a mask i was wearing yeah yeah and uh, all of us i think you know i've talked about this in the podcast before is that it's a lot of uh you know fakeness there's a like i was mentioning like a facade there's that whole how your family appears yeah is more important than who actually you know everybody actually is right it's more palatable <laughs> yeah, right? yeah yeah and and it goes all the way up the whole religion is just very image based so yeah that's hmm okay so yeah so the elders are 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 there and they're doing the shepherding call was there was there a follow-up visit or did they just no they dropped the off <laughs> <laughs> i think they were too scared to come yeah back. that's what i'm gonna go do research means <laughs> yeah i'll go do research yeah. never talks to yeah exactly again. yeah right. that's about what happened <laughs> okay never spoken of again so did did uh your parents still require you to go to like the meetings and all of that absolutely yeah so if anything i felt like i kind of had more eyes on me Mm -hmm. by that point because it was like okay well she's got one strike against her Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah there were definitely a lot of eyes on me making sure i was paying attention during the meeting all that and um this other weird rule that um i don't know (laughs) i'm sure this is not like a religion thing but my parents had decided that if I were to sleep over any of my friend's house, that they would have to know and their parents would have oh. to know of the situation. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because they, they wanted them to be like, to, to make sure that it was okay. So that if they found out later, they wouldn't <laughs> have been like, oh my God, yeah. we had this pervert in our house. <laughs> A pervert. <laughs> Sleeping oh, next right. to our daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it was like, at that point forward, I had to tell all of my friends and their family okay. if I wanted to hang out with them. Which is like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Did, yeah. did Was anybody uh, 
open-minded and we're like okay that's cool whatever or was it pretty much like yeah well nice knowing you this has got weird yeah so i had some really mixed reactions <laughs> some reactions i was definitely not expecting one of my um probably my best friend's mother decided that she didn't want us sleeping in the house anymore mm. so she decided yeah you can't sleep in our house you if you want to sleep over here you have to buy a tent and sleep outside by yourself so that's what we did the, or yeah. the two of you slept the, in the two tent. of us <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse and worse so the two of us oh my God. were completely alone yeah in a tent outside uh -huh. <laughs> yeah and that was that was apparently better because they didn't want me to, t to bring my demons in, basically. Wow. That, that was her, her motive behind I that. I thought she was putting you solo out in the tent. <laughs> now, the rule really is the two of you have to share a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the tent. I know. I was like, okay, you you realize that you're kind of condoning this exactly. more than you're, you're, right, you're thinking. Right. <laughs> I want to make sure you have as much privacy as possible because yeah. I want to see where my daughter lands. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, and then and then I had some other friends where it was like their parents were fine. They were yeah. like, Oh yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> now was it a case of your parents breaking the news or did your parents tell you like, Hey, you have to No, I had to break the news. You that was me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was me. That's kinda rough, huh? Oh yeah. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. I remember uh this is um related and unrelated is I would have friends that would start doing something that my parents didn't condone mm -hmm. uh whether it was i don't know it would be stupid stuff i think a guy bought like a pair of nunchucks or something <laughs> my parents like martial arts oh my and they would God. but they would always tell us like you have to go sit down with him and tell him why you're not going to associate with him anymore yeah it was always put on you yeah and i was like well i'm actually fine i kind of want to play with the nunchucks you know like <laughs> like i love ninja turtles so right. let's, like let's do this <laughs> but you know, so I sit there and act like it was my words and be like, by the way, your bad association. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that right. it's coming straight from your parents. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, it's, I think it's just brutal to, uh, you know, and it's not to put your parents down, but man, it's just a tough situation. It puts you in a really yeah, tough spot. It, it seems, and especially, again, it's just, you know, the general feeling about it. Mm -hmm. in the current the congregation and the religion so yeah. it's not like it's uh um they have a, a a rainbow flag hanging out in front of the kingdom hall like some churches <laughs> right you know it's like there's no, no rainbows yeah yeah god yeah. made the rainbow but you know eh. yeah yeah so and it's like for for the outside world all they want them to know is oh you know well we don't really condone it yeah but it's like once you're actually in it it's like okay they have some really strong feelings yes. about this yeah definitely <laughs> they only talk about it every other meeting yeah <laughs> wow okay so so you're breaking the news people mixed reactions some are saying uh, i want to spend as much time alone with my daughter out in a tent and other people are probably like don't don't uh, maybe it's best yeah. Kind of like the bad association thing. Like, yep. we don't want to explain anybody's <laughs> habits in the household. It's like, don't talk about it until Ellen comes on. And then and then make the comment Ellen. with, oh, I love Ellen. Can't I can't deal with her sexuality, yeah. though. That's the wrong part. Yeah. Just happen to make that comment in, in my presence. Yeah. Just, just to let me know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, some uh, passive aggressive oh, comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. And, um, man. This, this brings up so much for me. I don't know what question to ask on that, but I just, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I'm sure there were some that were probably kind of on the whole, it's just a phase mentality yeah. or something like that. And they're like, okay, yeah, well, keep coming over, but, mm -hmm, yeah, you know, so, all right. And 
so, but you're still going to meetings you have like now have like extra eyes on you right um were <laughs> there also- any like weird rules like the the like if you wanted to like hug another girl or like hang out <laughs> with another girl did the elders at all like like surprisingly not no um there okay. was a couple situations with um this one specific elder who definitely had it out for me mm. and i i totally i just i had just gotten the vibe from mm. him where it was like okay he's the one that's really watching me mm-hmm. and i believe he was the coordinator at the time okay um so i i was kind of like the hub for all the children mm-hmm. in the congregation they would always kind of gravitate towards me before and after the meetings um and one of the boys his hair was getting kind of long and we said oh you could probably you know put your hair in pigtails mm-hmm. so i put his i unfortunately put his hair in pigtails <laughs> and i got a uh, a pretty stern talking oh, to yeah. about that <laughs> it's like oh what are, what are you trying to what are you trying to tell him yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know type situation <laughs> like you ever heard of samson int- motherfucker <laughs> he had long hair Get what out are of you here. introducing this child to by putting his hair in pigtails <laughs> exactly. yeah. oh my goodness so oh, you're, yeah. you're trying to like trying to spread the gayness it's yeah. contagious <laughs> it's like i would have friends over it's like don't sit too close don't whisper too much to each other oh yeah yeah it was That's... like it was one of those kind of like an unspoken rule mm-hmm. type thing where you get you get the vibe <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's just even with guys and girls like teenagers it's there's you know people are like kind of got their eyes on you you know yeah. so that, i just imagine oh, yeah. that it's like well at least uh, you know it's like that's a boy and a girl you know i'm talking on a congregation level but this is like this is like another level of oh my god (laughs) like he says gross sin it's not even just yeah it's it's a gross oh my gosh (laughs) just that expression just makes me want to vomit um yeah okay so so you're essentially pimo just out of necessity yeah all right that was how it was for about four years (laughs) wow yeah it's a tough phase to be in now we have to make you know i think we'll make one thing clear here if we can include this is that uh you both you and lorenzo did dodge uh major bullets we did not get baptized you did not get baptized you're not actually you're maybe technically an ex-publisher yeah actually no they never they never revoked it. it i was just gonna ask the question <laughs> they never revoked it they i never guess they, it? they so just didn't time? yeah 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 <laughs> we can get off this podcast into the time slip <laughs> i think I, it was because i was so inactive yeah. for so long okay. that they were like just let her go <laughs> at this point all right so just let her go. your parents let you like not preach yeah okay. so once i had gotten to be about i don't know 15 mm-hmm. um there were some some family things going on. So actually, my my father had stopped being an elder, and, mm-hmm. and we did kind of drop off as far as ministry and that kind of thing. So luckily, I didn't have to do that all too often. Luckily, um, so yeah, for the most part, it was just kind of me <laughs> going to meetings and and doing you know my thing until I could mm-hmm. eventually leave. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, great. So I mean, I'd just like talk just for a minute, mm-hmm. uh, bring this up because there's that's like the loophole right you're hoping if you're an ex if you can be an ex-shovel's witness and you didn't get baptized yeah that's like the 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 shunning loophole for some not for everyone mm-hmm. but i know they maybe pressed on that a little bit in recent times at some of the conventions about well maybe someone's lifestyle even though they're not like technically disfellowshipped right yeah um, you shouldn't technically be associated yeah with the... right right but <laughs> <clears throat> seems like it's at least uh worked out 
well that you, you have some type of relationship just able to maintain some contact with your family absolutely yeah. yeah that was the best thing i could have ever done was was that i never got baptized mm-hmm. i mean i was on that trajectory for mm-hmm. a very long time like i was a publisher at, i believe nine i think yeah, okay. was on the school at six theocratic ministry school um so i was very active in yeah. it until it you know it hit me kind of like a truck yeah. so it was yeah. like i was all in and then it was nothing mm-hmm. um yeah, so by I, I was lucky that I had realized so early. Um, otherwise, it, it could have been very different, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, no, I still get the you know the occasional witness who bumps into me, and you can see like the shield come over, yeah, right? Where it's like they're basically talking to you with the blinds pulled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I I get the turn and run these yeah. these, these days. I'm I like, avoided the turn and run situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like public enemy number one right now yeah. in the area. It's like you come over and say hi and they just fully turn around. <laughs> and I've, I've thought about this, like, do I, should I just say hi to them before they run away? You know, <laughs> someone I've known for a long time. I don't know how to handle that. I yeah. feel like, you know, I try to be the bigger person and just say hello, but most of them don't give me the time. Yeah. But that's all right. I, I kind of, at first I felt sad about it. And then I, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I disassociated because I want, yeah. <laughs> the people are going to run for me just to run. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know. Yeah, cuz I'm at that point like where where I work, we get, you know, a few witnesses mm-hmm. in that I that I recognize and it's like we'll have that fake conversation mm-hmm. for a little while and it's it's crazy how fast the lingo comes back yes. to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, "Oh yeah, we just had to get together with the friends." <laughs> the get together. And it's like, "Oh god, the friends." <laughs> the friends. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so uh, true. It's it's um I've had I've tried to like get rid of the lingo as much as possible, but it sticks. It yeah. sticks. And I know I can turn it on uh, when I need to. I, I've been hanging out with extra witnesses and just for, you know, the reasons of comedy, mm-hmm. you flip that switch on oh, and yeah. start acting like you're giving a public talk. Or, yeah, or, I do this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it comes back. It's it's deeply ingrained. You oh, yeah. spend a lot of hours in that building. Yeah. All right. So you hit 18. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Imagine you, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So what happens at <laughs> um, the magic age? Yeah. So, I mean, back when I was, you know, 14 and the whole coming out situation happened, I think I had realized by that point, I was like, okay, I need to get my shit together <laughs> mm. so that I can leave as early as possible. Um, so starting in sophomore year, I decided to homeschool so that I would have more time so that when I did turn 16, I'd be able to get a full-time job, save up some money so I could leave like right away. Which probably wasn't the best idea thinking mm. back because it's like I just really <laughs> enclosed myself and I was surrounded by witnesses. Mm-hmm. I had no um, like no way to get out of that. <laughs> but it did work out in the respect that I did have money saved up. And luckily I had a couple friends who were my age who were also raised in the Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. and they were leaving at the same time. They didn't want anything to do with it. Um, yeah, so luckily I was I was able to move out pretty much right around the time I turned 18. Oh, yeah. And I uh, did not look back. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Yeah. I think that's uh, all you can hope for. Uh, I know with myself, I had spent a lot of time thinking, how much time should I spend looking back or talking about the topic? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I guess as long as it feels healthy when you talk about it. I mean, you know, it's not that the religion is healthy, yeah. but as long as you don't like feel like you get dragged back into the right. <laughs> like the oh god i'm so depressed right. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. talk about i just you know you, with me you'll notice a lot of humor and whatnot i think <laughs> if you can talk about it like that and it's light and pretty yeah. easy to talk about it's good 
Um, but I think that not looking back is ideal. Yeah. You know, because it's like when you first leave, you're, you're filled with so, so much aggression mm-hmm. and anger and, and saltiness from, oh, my God, yeah. I just wasted how much of my life. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not even my fault. I was raised in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like I wasted my whole childhood. But yeah, it's like uh, the, the moment you start living for now and living mm-hmm. for the future, I feel like it's it's so much better than just dwelling on how you grew up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I just want to like congratulate you for being so courageous uh, <laughs> admire that because i think that i mean doubly so right <laughs> they yeah. call it like coming out twice <laughs> you like come out as a like uh, uh come out as gay then you call it as an extra witness <laughs> it's kind of both things uh, you yeah. know no absolutely but, um i think that i've always I've, I've actually pondered this question a lot about because uh, for me i i stuck with it way too long and got in far, far too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wonder, is it easier as a child or as an adult? And I think that obviously both just present like their own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like in your case, four years, you're a minor. It's like, you're still living under the roof and right. <laughs> you know you so you have to deal with all of that and then if you're an adult maybe you're you're married to a jehovah's witness when you wake up right. or so maybe you have kids with them and so there's just like levels of complexity i think for minors and for adults but i'm happy you didn't spend like another 12 years right. pretending <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you know it happens where uh you know you have somebody who's who's gay who who gets into a heterosexual relationship because they're trying not to be gay yep. and they get married. And I know people and who I have done people. this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and it's and then they spend maybe a decade in that marriage if, you know, if, or longer mm-hmm. and it's just to me like that's um it's sad. I'm all, at any point you can get out and and figure things out great, but it's just sad like that's just even more time where you're denying right you're you're who you are yeah and i just years that you're just kind of throwing away (laughs) yeah and i mean i I remember being in someone's house and having dinner and they were talking about their child who had been disfellowshipped Mm -hmm. and they're like you know she's married to this guy 20 years nice husband and elder and then all of a sudden she just turned into a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like overnight in my head i'm like oh my god no she's She's been a lesbian her whole life, and she stuck it out for twenty years trying not to be a lesbian. (laughs) And it's like, do you know like how much suffering she's been through? Probably like in during that time. (laughs) So (laughs) it just that's the mentality, right? It's just totally. And it's like I I feel so fortunate that I realized this early Mm -hmm. in life because it's like on the one hand, yeah, it it presented a lot of mental health Mm -hmm. issues for me, and I was deeply depressed for Mm -hmm. probably four years. And being, you know, being uh, a teenager mm-hmm. and being deeply depressed does not go great together. Right. But at the same time, I would so much rather have done that then and done that later mm-hmm. in my life. Because yeah. now I have so much more time to kind of take a look at that and be like, okay, so where did that come from? How do I solve that? Yeah. <laughs> How do I yeah. move on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. And again, I think that it just uh, speaks to you as a person that you, uh, you know, everyone has their own journey. So I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on people that it takes them 20 years to speak up. Like, that's not the point of this. But just, I just 
admire anybody who speaks up at any point in their life. But I just think it's cool that you, like at 14, you're like, hey, here it is. <laughs> this like, is this is who I is. am. You know, yeah. This is what I like. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, this is this is me. And to to know that, you know, I'm sure you kind of knew maybe in the back of your head that you were going to, it wasn't going to be an easy road. You knew that. Yeah. And then you knew that you're also a minor. So you're like, even though I come out, I still have... Yeah. I have a little bit of a, a road ahead of me. Right. So good for you for totally. for speaking up for yourself. And um, I am uh, happy that your uh, parents, uh, I would say, took it the best way possible as Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. you know, um, and that you're still able to, you know, ha- have some relationship with your family. So yeah. that's, that's huge. It um is. Not so. a lot of people can say that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good for <laughs> you, and, and 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 in a way, good for them too. Because again, it's just I think parents and everybody, you have your humanity. It's not that I know it's not that my parents don't love me. Yeah. I don't think that's why they're shunning me. They're shunning me because they love me. But you just have the witnesses are very controlling, but it's people, and you can't make everybody think and exact. Uh, act exactly the same way as much as you try yeah so you just have like slight variations in the interpret interpretation of the all the doctrine and teachings so Mm -hmm. it seems like you kind of hit the jackpot (laughs) for them (laughs) like you know still being witnesses to yeah as far as uh their interpretation of things so good for you so life (laughs) is good now yeah, life is good. Great. <laughs> life great. is looking up. Looking up. Awesome. Very, very excited about the rest of my life. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's all about. Uh, yeah. This podcast is about me, so let me talk some more about myself. Um, just turned 40 this past Happy week. Happy birthday. Look at that. So <laughs> thank you. A little bit older than you. Got a few years on you. But uh, same. I, have, I think the attitude's great. I think whether you're 65 and you wake up or you're, or you're 15 whatever age you're at just to take that like whatever the rest of your life looks like <laughs> mm-hmm. like i have that ahead of me and i'm just gonna enjoy the fuck out of it like i'm gonna <laughs> do the best i can like and and just make it happen so mm-hmm. well good for you thanks for coming on thank you for having me appreciate it hopefully we can get you in here again sometime <laughs> all right well everyone thank you for listening if you want to follow me be my follower on instagram at armageddon podcast or drop me an email, armageddonpodcast at gmail.com. I will reply to you even though I'm now famous. Imagine that. You're back in the matrix. You gotta find your own way out. Cause I won't waste another day. Live in someone else's way. I wanna be happy. I wanna be free. Well, fuck what they say. I'm doing me.